Once More with Commentary. We are a Buffy podcast. Um, I'm Allie. And I'm Ginny. And today we're actually in the same room together and we're so excited about it. We're, we're so excited we forgot how to do our intro. <laughs> we also forgot how to record and do audio and yeah. all kinds of things. And how to not set your microphone as the speaker because it doesn't work that way. But whatever, we're learning. Yeah, so hopefully um, the sound on this is coming through okay, but we're excited about it. Um, yeah. Because today we're talking about passion uh, and killed by death. Yeah, <laughs> some light, easy breezy episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my heart by death doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> killed yeah. by death is like a nice palate cleanser, I think. After yeah. passion, um, no, but I'm in New York, so we finally get to do this in the same room, which we're hoping means we can like actually tell when the other person is talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm dubious that it's really gonna help me. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. also got to watch the episodes together. We did. Which yes. was weird because we couldn't talk about them while we were watching it or really react to anything. Yeah. So as were, not to spoil the discussion that we were, we're going to have There were now. a lot of times I started to make a comment and then yeah. I was like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> but even still, when we were sitting there taking notes next to each other, even then I would like see you writing something and be like, well, what should I be writing? <laughs> <laughs> Or like, oh, I know she's got something to say about that. Scribble, scribble, scribble. I know, I saw you typing a lot during Killed by Death, and I was like, but I'm not taking a lot of notes right now. Full disclosure, I fell asleep for a lot of that. Did you really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Alex was watching me the whole time, he kept being like... <laughs> uh, so I guess I'm taking the lead on that no, one. No, 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 I watched it again this morning while you were in the shower. <laughs> the parts that I missed. I had actually seen most of it, but there was a chunk in the middle where I was like, ugh. So I watch ahead and Jenny doesn't watch at all. So when you apparently. saw me taking notes, I'll actually show you what you, some of my notes were this, <laughs> the 15 blank pages at the end of my notes where I maybe was just sitting on the return key <laughs> and there was a lot of gibberish. That's why you don't want me to see your notes. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll see the part where I just typed a Z over and over again. Jenny's being very secretive about her thoughts about these episodes. I just don't want to spoil yeah. anything. And yeah, yeah, I don't want you to know my thoughts. No, but Except we've been uh, so we've been hanging out in New York and having a good time. We mm-hmm. ate a lot of ice cream yesterday. We did. Well, we ate, we only went to two ice cream places, but we also well, we ate a ice lot cream of at food. every place we went to, including the not ice cream places. Well, we didn't have ice cream at um, Russ and Daughters. Yeah, but like barely we didn't. Well, I mean, we, we had cream did. cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a lot of other heavy things, and we came places. close to having that. That's cream. true. We did. Um, and so that we ate vegetables for dinner to make ourselves feel better. But then we ate ice cream. At the vegetable place. <laughs> That's true. Not on purpose. I, I actually, yeah, that wasn't the intent. But yeah. um, but guys, just in case you're wondering and you ever go to Tokyo, I don't know that I can recommend the oh, corn yeah. on the cob ice cream thing at the Dominic Ansel. No, that was, was definitely the weird. low point of yesterday's food. I feel bad, like, actually not, like, giving a positive recommendation. Yeah. Not like he's going to ever listen to this, to this. But, <laughs> yeah. I just was, like, so... I've been seeing this on Instagram for like a year and then I saw that it was in the city and like mm-hmm. we actually, well really because we wanted to walk that far mm-hmm. because we were so stuffed from, from breakfast, mm-hmm. well from lunch, I don't know why I'm calling that breakfast. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh let's just go check it out and if they don't have it then whatever, but if they do, but it was so disappointing. It was really disappointing. It didn't taste it like didn't anything. It didn't have anything going for it. It had weird texture, just yeah. not into it. And then we had really good ice cream at La New Yorkina. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll probably go back to. I've been talking all morning about specifically what I want to go back and order. Yeah. So we're probably going to go back there. Um, yeah, so hopefully today we don't, like, stuff ourselves as much. Although I, I have no confidence that that will actually happen. Me neither. Like, that's just what happens. I might be getting too old for it, but it's all right. That's why we did all the walking. Yeah. We also walked 12 miles, so. Exactly. We earned it. Um... Uh. And then, well, we did a lot of walking the day before, too. That's mm-hmm. why you fell asleep during Buffy. <laughs> it is. I, and also just, like, really being in the sun for, like, the whole day really just puts me in a... Yeah. I mean, like, that's not unique to me. That tires everybody out, but, like, it really hits me. Yeah. Also, this was all on the heels of a really fun in- right. Indian wedding <laughs> right, that we went to, right, which is, right. like, also an all-day affair, <laughs> which, if my voice sounds weird, it's because it's still shot from scream shouting mm-hmm. conversations during this wedding and singing along mm-hmm. and shouting and um learning that jumping up and down in heels for three hours is just a terrible a idea decision. yeah yeah um so 
Anyway, um, that's enough, I guess, of our vaguely alluding to what we were doing. I don't know why I'm always so vague. Like, I like I can't just be like, I went to my friend's wedding, and then I went out for ice cream. It's just yeah, like Yeah, this, this is a little puzzle for the listeners to figure out what we're talking about. Well, I just want to keep everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so leave some mystery there. Yeah. Okay, but we'll get into the episodes. Um, so, Passion is the first one. Do you want to do the recap of that? Or? I should. Yeah. Well, that's the one I wrote a summary for. Oh, then you. I want to hear your written summary. Well... I Can mean, you read I it always... like you're reading from a piece of paper? No, 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 it's not written that well. <laughs> no, I cannot. Um, but yeah, so passion is is kind of the the heavier of the two. It's the angel arc one of these two episodes. Um, but yeah, essentially in the beginning of this episode, like Angel is continuing his torment his tormenting of Buffy. He's continuing to harass her and to follow her around and leave terrible little like surprises for her. Um Basically following his M.O. that we found out about, which is he's going to, you know, destroy her friends and family before finally taking his final act of, you know, terror on her. Um, So, yeah, again, on this this episode, he's really focusing on her friends. So, like, first she wakes up and finds, like, a sketch in her room that he left her. Um, And then Willow finds... the same you know on the same paper like a note in her bedroom and then opens it up to find all of her fish dead (laughs) um luckily she didn't have a puppy so it's not as bad as it could have been um still kind of horrifying it is a little bit um but so yeah I mean obviously I think too the thing that Buffy is the most worried about in this situation is her mom who she can't tell the whole story to but who she knows is in danger because she's already invited Angel into the house which like, they clarify means once the vampire's been invited in, they can always come in. Um, or into your car. Or into your car. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, uh, Buffy is desperate to find a way to reblock Angel's entry permission into her house and anywhere else that they've invited him where they don't want him anymore. So she and the gang are kind of working on that, trying to find some sort of spell or something that they can do. Um, in the meantime, we also see that Ms. Calendar, who now is like openly very guilt feels very guilty about the part that she's played in this and specifically about not warning or telling Buffy anything about it. So she thinks that the way to make this up to her is to find a way to recurse Angel and to restore his soul once again. Um, So she's been working on a computer program to translate this old text, which we've now, you know, has since been, the key has been lost. Uh, I mean, we can talk about her little computer program more later, but yeah, it is a nice it, endeavor. It doesn't track with what we learned in the previous episodes, but well, yeah. It doesn't track with where as a society we are with being able to translate things. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, but unfortunately for her, Angel, Angel and Drusilla are onto her and know what she's trying to do. And so by the end of the episode, Angel has murdered her and also left a horrible, horrible gift for Giles, which is... Ms. Calendar's dead body on his bed. Um, Giles has to move now, but he never He doesn't. Does. I know, I was thinking about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially that's where the episode ends. Angel now is, you know, at the end of the episode, he's watching Buffy and Willow get the news about Ms. Calendar, and he's kind of delighting in their torture. Um, and that's, yeah, that's more or less where we leave it. But yep. like, by you know, he's gone full circle, not full circle, but he's gone about as far as one can go up until killing mm. Buffy herself. In part, in so far as inflicting torture on her yeah. and all of her friends and family. This is definitely the episode where the writers deliver on the promise of what we've been told the whole time about, mm-hmm, about Angel, how like, bad he is. Because you can't talk forever about how just he's so much worse than all these other vampires. Like mm-hmm. you obviously can't have him then go bad and have no one die. But you can't. Yeah. But you can't kill off your main people. So like obviously it's right. going to be that. And then you know. Miss Calendar dying is kind of an emotional beat for Giles to play, but at the same time, it's like, I was thinking about this, like, it's so sad, but at the same time, it's like, this had to happen. Like, you can't talk about how terrible he is and like, okay, he strung up Willow's fish, but, and Buffy doesn't have a puppy, so he's not gonna do any of that, but (laughs) like, you know, he's been killing like random students here and there for Buffy, but like, that's what Spike is doing. Like, that's random vampire stuff. Like, you need him to do something incredibly cruel and like, somebody important to the group has to die in order to actually make that true like everything that you've been saying right and this is the episode where we this is really the only one though that where we really see him like i mean do his angel thing that's true i do think that they go pretty far with how much he like psychologically tortures buffy i guess things that he says and does are 
really, really creepy. Like, yeah. and to the, you know, not just creepy isn't a strong enough word, but like, is it as bad as murdering somebody? No, but like he does, I do feel like they never let go on like how the, all the horrible things he's going to say, all the horrible things he's going to inflict. And just like, again, like that constant state of terror that Buffy now has to live in, which is like, he stalks her mom in front of their house and tells her that they had sex. And like, even that alone is like pretty far or not, you know, I mean, it's not as far, you know, but like, I mean, that still is unbalanced behavior. Like he yeah. comes across like, like Joyce is threatening to call the police because he yeah, comes across he's as like a like, stalker. Exactly. Which he is. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this is like, if you look at it with like, take away the vampire stuff. I mean, Angel has become this obsessed ex-boyfriend and like, yeah. I actually wrote in my notes, like, is Angel or Angelus, like, is Angelus in love with Buffy in a way? Because he's acting like an ex-boyfriend who is still in love with her and doesn't understand why she doesn't yeah. want to be with him. And like, that's kind of how it's coming across. But and that like, is kind of the point that they make, I think. You yeah. know, he's got this whole cheesy narration in this episode that I don't care for about yeah. passion and what passion drives us to do. But I think the more astute observation comes from Willow when she says, like, well, you're still the only thing he thinks about. Yeah, that like, he's episode, still right? very yeah. much obsessed like, with her. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, whether that is love or the bad or or how much of love is really bad yeah i I think that's some of what they're doing but yeah the the narration i this is the first one where they employ that device i think not the last time but definitely go into that heart on angel in in angel and then also i think in um the finale of this season as well if i'm remembering correctly and then there's a whole episode where dawn narrates down the line yeah yeah um Fortunately, they don't lean into it too much, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. I think the point they're trying to make is like, you're trying to get into Angel's head a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but then you flip to like Buffy's narrating part of it for a second and it's... Wait, what was her narration part? I think that was the part where she was like, I'm ready to kill him or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I prefer not that we not use that trick, yeah. but whatever. Um, I just kind of going back, not jumping to the end of the episode and just to continue to talk about Ms. Calendar, but I do think it's interesting what you were saying about like, well, they have to go this far. You know, he has to kill somebody or else what has all this talk been for? But I do definitely think that in a like post, I mean, even post season six of Buffy, but really like post Game of Thrones world, like I have to think that they would have killed somebody a little bit more prominent, maybe. Definitely. If that show were made today, right? Like people were really, it is like my favorite thing about Game of Thrones. Is like they're not afraid to kill people just that they made that okay for everybody yeah. to kind of do this because it did always bother me with like oh it's just a wacky coincidence that in you you guys are constantly putting your lives in danger and none of you die i just don't believe it. well i mean and joss whedon has gotten some flack for not being afraid to kill off fan mm-hmm. favorites as well but he usually waits until like the last episode or yeah. the last run of episodes yeah. to do it and this is still season two so he's not well ready exactly to kill off all of that mm-hmm. i mean i think the only other option here is like is he gonna kill off her watcher or Willow or He Xander. could. Yeah. And then, or her mom or whatever. Or, yeah. I mean, he could kill Xander and put us all out of our misery. Yeah. But, that but I think would have like, been the right choice. But I think he's not ready to get rid of any of the main cast. Sure. So, Miss Calendar is the closest to the main cast that you mm-hmm. could do and they still have the, the minimal impact. But also, you do have enough of an impact. Like, someone like Giles. Right, of is course. Like, and, and also, it works great on the story level of like Giles is constantly has Buffy's back on this like he's like Mm -hmm. you're you're, you didn't do anything wrong you're doing the right thing now like you're going to take him down and then Giles loses the most important the other most important thing to him because of this and it's like how does that impact their relationship right how does that change his philosophy on like how they're approaching this situation well and and now he's like he's like well time to get this taken yeah I mean he's not gonna be a flaming baseball bat and go after (laughs) angel he's not gonna be able to be as objective as he should be now about it or you know should he be objective because we make that or I make that argument all the time that like you shouldn't necessarily taking your emotions out of it isn't necessarily making you better but he does I think go a little bit uh over the line. Well, because before this happens, like, we do have Giles suggesting that they just ignore Angel until he comes right. because Angel right. just wants attention. Like, right. like, some of this is he wants her to remember that he's in the background. And of so course. he's, a lot of this is for, like, the drawing her while she's sleeping. Like, if he wanted to kill her, he could just kill her while she's sleeping. Right. Like, there's nothing stopping him from doing that. So this is clearly just a cry for attention. And so Giles' advice is just ignore it and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. But, but they ignore it up to the point where... It's too late for Miss Calendar. Now, some yeah. of that is, if Drusilla weren't there, Angel would never have known that this is going on. So that's Drusilla true. has a vision yeah. that something's going on, and tips, like tips them off. They have no way of knowing that that's going to happen. Um, her vision seems extremely specific, though, because she knew exactly which magic shop to go to. It's true, and who to talk to. 
And it was probably the added benefit of her new familiar, Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Miss Sunshine? <laughs> All day. She's my favorite. <laughs> well, I think, I think what I gathered was she brought this puppy for Spike to feed on, right? Yeah, because for she's sure. like she offered it him, up to him. him yeah. And Spike doesn't want it, and Angel's taunting Spike for having basically Drusilla like feed him. Yeah. But basically, she turns this dog into her pet. Like, throughout <laughs> this, and pet. I don't remember if we ever see Miss Sunshine ever again. I don't again. think so. I'm certain that she'll get eaten after Is this. Is it Miss but... Sunshine or just Sunshine? I'm not sure. You know, she was probably calling it both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But then she's talking to this dog like this. She's like, Miss Sunshine's very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I, fully, I know I said this, but I fully intend to do that when I have my own pet. Well, Miss Sunshine told me that blah, blah, blah. That was a I bad example. I think now you have to <laughs> name your future cat Miss Sunshine. I might, yeah. No, uh, that was definitely... also just a very cute puppy. A great part of this episode. But <laughs> but also because Drusilla has this kind of... She's dialed into, like, I guess the frequencies of magic, maybe, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out all of this that... Well, okay, we can talk about this, I guess. because So we learned in the previous episodes that... They can't restore Angel's soul because those magics were lost to the people. Right. But now the implication, it's not the magic that was lost, but they don't know how to speak the ancient Romanian anymore mm-hmm. to invoke the spell. Mm-hmm. But yet, she's translating the spell into English with this computer program. Yeah. So then, can they not translate the ancient Romanian into English and that's the problem? Or, like, you have to do the spell in ancient Romanian, but then why are you translating it into English? Like you know, we'll have to, to pay help. attention to that when they actually do spoiler cast it because I wonder if maybe the implication, as I think would kind of track with like other magic theory yeah. as presented in fantasy, is like if you don't know what you're saying, it doesn't like maybe there is has to be some the right kind of intent, and if you don't understand what you're yeah. doing, then it wouldn't work. I mean, maybe I don't um, know, but because so. The, that, that what is, is where it's coming across in this is that just that they don't know how to translate this text. Yeah, into but the English. other thing too is what I'm wondering is actually how many of her family are left because her uncle is dead. Mm-hmm. She was the one sent to watch Angel. We don't see any of her family either get news of her death. Yeah, or come to the funeral. And is is it that the magic was lost, or there's just so nobody few, to do nobody it? Nobody left. Like I think there's they mention a few other people. I mean, it's probably all of those things, you know? There's not very many people who are willing to go through this effort to figure it out, and there's not very many people who know about it. But it is weird that they just sent... Yeah. Jenny there and then, are like you take care of it also, no problem also if like maybe like, you have a handful of people left that actually care about this curse like yeah why are you trying so hard I mean exactly it does seem like they should just let it go I'm assuming based on the fact that they're vigilant about these effects on angels that there are more of them and maybe they're maybe they're in Romania or Eastern Europe or wherever mm-hmm. but the fact that I mean like this is what we were talking about before where it seems lazy if you're if, if you're so into the idea of vengeance that you don't care who dies yeah. to like let the magic go that is it does, fueling this it doesn't this, really track it doesn't make sense like that would be something that you should guard religiously because it's the most important thing like yeah I mean and I know we both rolled our eyes when they when we were not being as good about guarding our reactions from each other in the beginning of this episode when Miss Calendar refers to them as like the most the, the people, people angel most hurt, hurt the hurt the most I'm like he killed one of you yes. but he did this to literally everybody he ever encountered like, like certainly Priscilla is up there I know. <laughs> this is what I'm she's saying. in this episode she's like like Giles is trying to she's trying to apologize to Giles again yeah. and she's like but remember my people angel hurt my people the most and it's like he killed one of you me, one he of you Drusilla insane after and killing her entire her family Family. Yeah, he killed one yeah. member of your, In your family. family. He killed the one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't he know killed that family, but who knows? But even so, like, I think a lot of people have a claim on Angel hurt me the most. Exactly. I'm just like, I don't buy this. He yeah. seemed to hurt a lot of people in very bad. Did ways. he nail your puppy to the door? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this just seemed like a pretty strong. But yeah. Claim. I mean, and I guess again, like when her uncle was talking about vengeance and the way that they felt about it, I guess that that is really what's driving them, and like, fine, but. Yeah, it does. It, it is bizarre then that they would let it la- be so lax about enforcing yeah. it. Why wouldn't they all be following Angel around all the time? And or, again, or why yeah. wouldn't they tell her the deal of like what this is? Why we're asking you to watch him, and mm-hmm. this is what you need to watch out for. Because it, like part yeah. of the reason it failed is because she was an uninformed observer. Like yeah, she, she didn't know like, until it was too late to step yeah, in between. She's the two like, of oh, them. I'm just here to watch him, but I don't know why. Yeah, like so. Oops. I didn't stop this from happening. And at a certain point, shouldn't she have been reporting back to them and saying, he's got a girlfriend? And they would have been like, ah, I mean, don't let that happen. You would think, I don't know. I mean, 
So also, if okay. the magic is truly lost to her people, like, how is she going to perform this spell? I, there's so she much really, that yeah. just doesn't make sense about this. Um, I mean, although, again, that's, like, a thing they're going to say all the time. is like, nobody yeah. knows this magic anymore, and then they're going to figure it out. Also, she's translating based on a random sampling of the text, but yeah. you still need to know what the random sampling of the text actually means. I'm assuming she was sampling some different texts that had a known translation and then using it, but I think my bigger point is, like, <laughs> Google Translate still fails in a lot of ways, yeah. so, like, I don't really buy that your homemade program is going to translate um, this into... magic computer stuff. Uh, okay? into, that solves everything. Into rhyming couplets as it was appearing on the screen was like, oh, this isn't just translating the words for you, it's making it into a beautiful English poem as well. I'm like, that's not happening. It's, Jenny, you're very good, but computers, TV but no. TV movie trope of, like, magic tech that, like, yeah. can get you anything. Like, let me just... Oh, I'm in. I'm hacking. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, like, <laughs> watch any of the superhero shows on the CW, and it's, yeah. like, egregious. Um, Although, yeah. <laughs> it was also still delightful to see... I mean, obviously this episode is, or the scene was terrible where Angel catches Miss Calendar mm. and tracks her down and kills her in the school. Um, and he sees her, like, working on it on her computer and he knows that that's what she's doing, but he's a little bit Zoolander in the moment of, like, not really understanding all the ways that files can be stored. And so he's like, haha, I broke your computer. Niz never well, can exist again. this is what again. I thought about like, was he well. was like, I'm always amazed how much the world has changed yeah. in 200 years or whatever, but... We've never actually seen Angel use a computer. Exactly. So I don't think he knows, he, doesn't, he knows that they exist and they do these things, but he doesn't actually understand them because in his mind, all you have to do is destroy the machine Monitor, even. and then yeah. take the printout and tear that up, <laughs> tear it up and light it on fire. But the printout is where he's like, gotcha, yeah. like whatever. But <laughs> like um, the data is what's important yeah. and that's on the floppy disk, yeah. which by the way, yeah, it's on a floppy disk. But, like, we see at the end this, like, ominous floppy disk, like, fall into mm-hmm. the floor. But, like, it's so Check funny where... And I'm sure, like, destroying the computer would do something, but I don't think he actually destroyed, like, the CPU. I think it was, He definitely like, threw the monitor on the ground, but I think he maybe got the rest of it just because of the cords. Probably. But even with that, like, if she didn't have the floppy disk in there, which apparently she didn't, I and I don't know how she's printing when it's not, but whatever... We won't get too much into it, but the point is, Angel does the not point understand is that Angel computers. doesn't know how computers work, and in these 200 years, he should have taken a And I laughed in a way I don't know if I was supposed to do it. That scene <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, honestly, though, it's funny because like it did make me laugh. Imagine but... that when with the cloud. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it did make me laugh in a like, oops, you guys kind of wrote this sloppy way, but more so in a like, it is a little bit satisfying to watch him be so evil and just like, you just literally don't understand this, Angel. Did they write so... it in a sloppy way or was the point that Angel's a vampire who doesn't understand computers? I don't feel like that's what they were going for, but I do think it really worked that way. Yeah, it was just funny. It is funny to be like, haha, you're being so evil and it's just like a tiny little you know, vent of like, yeah. this lets me breathe a little bit easier. Is like, well, you don't actually understand what you're talking about. And it's a little bit hilarious. Well, and he threw, th- and also the other thing was he destroys the orb of Thessala, which we also hear they're pretty rare and hard yeah. to come by. But also a solid glass orb is what it appeared to be. Doesn't and that, that shattered <laughs> pretty easily against yeah. the blackboard. And there's no dent in the blackboard. But anyway, but oh, okay. so I want to talk I about see. the sequence where he confronts her at the school because okay. First of all, I'm not sure how he got into the classroom and she didn't notice because, like... I mean, that's the theme of this episode, though. Angel's constantly being places where, like, nobody... Like, Buffy didn't notice him in the alleyway outside the Bronx. In the very opening scene. Like, Buffy Which didn't notice any sloppy, of that. Buffy, Buffy. Like, that's you're sloppy letting your guard down well, right Especially now. at this time when you know someone's chasing you. Like, yeah. everybody is is woefully unobservant in this episode. So, then the other thing was, we get this extended <clears throat> sequence of she runs away and he's chasing her around the school. And... The layout of the school at that point doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But you have a lot of doors opening and closing. Oh, yeah. I assume he locked her in and that's why she couldn't get out. Me too. Because otherwise I don't know why the doors would be locked. But we get a really good horror sequence of, like, yeah. the girl running away from her attacker. And, you know, it's like she's running, he's not. It's mm-hmm. like that, that you know, scene of, like, well, I'm just going to walk behind you until you tire yourself out. And yeah. Then, and then he catches up with her. And, I mean, it is a great shot when he kills her. And framed in front of the window. And, um... You know, and it's kind of shocking because you think he's gonna bite her, and yeah. like, but he just he snaps, snaps her, her neck, neck and yeah. it's over. And you're like, well, no, she's dead. Like, yeah, because it is pretty. Definitive. I think that's why they do it that way too. Because if he were to bite her, then also you're waiting for her to come back as a vampire, mm-hmm. even if you don't see them feet or her feet off of him. But but I do also, you know, when we were watching it and Alex was like, why did he do that? And it was like, well, 
Because he's got a plan for that body and he does need it to be in a certain state. Yes. I think to make that work. I think so. So it, then we get the next thing is he takes this, I don't want to say pristine, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a cleaner body than mm-hmm. normal. And oh boy, does he wrap a gift for Giles. Ugh. It is elaborate. There, He's playing La Boheme. There's candles, roses. Yeah, a romantic note. It's, and Giles climbs the stairs and finds Miss Calendar dead on his bed. And it's, awful and horrific yeah and i think and kind of the, the thing that made me the most angry is their entire episode they're going all around they go to buffy's house they go to willow's house they go to cordelia's car they're nailing all these crucifixes on the wall because angel was invited in and at no point did no one remember that angel had been to giles's house when did he go to giles's house i'm pretty sure it's season one when mm. he you know something about the master and he like came okay. in and Either that or maybe it was the beginning of this season when, yeah. like, something was wrong with Buffy and, like... There was a point where I made a note because I was like, oh, oh okay. this is when he invited him in. Because my question was, how did he get in there? He had been invited, but yeah. I think they all forgot. Or Giles yeah. wasn't as concerned as they were. Or Giles never felt like he was going to be a target. You know? I like mean, they must have just... I don't know how... Yeah, you're right, though. How do you forget that? Why wouldn't they all just do this just but in I case? But I think maybe some of it... The only way I can justify it is, like, Giles was thinking, like, let me take care of... The students, like, the people I'm in charge of, protect them. Like, who cares about Cordelia's car, but whatever. I did enjoy the giant crucifix hanging from her her, 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 her windshield, but I think it was just, like, Buffy's house is crucial, Willow's crucial. Like, those are the people he's probably going to go after, and I think Giles just didn't feel like a target, or he just forgot. I feel like they were trying to get it at Buffy's house first, because I do think that they, they all thought the next target would be her mom. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I don't know that he would have never done it, but like, it is really unfortunate that they didn't just. Well, do we do all get that, that at once. great scene where yeah. Angel tries to come in and Buffy's like, "Sorry, nope. change the yeah. lives." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about in the Giles scene, the horrible finds Miss Calendar's body, like kind of the extra layer of sinisterness to this that they like sort of touch on is that. Now Giles has to deal with a dead body in his house. He has to call the police. Yes. He has to get questioned like a suspect. So it's like just this other layer of yeah. like now I have to relive this over and over yeah. again. And I have to defend myself because yeah. obviously they're going to think you're maybe well, the person that did it. Well, there's every chance that Angel yeah. also just framed him for murder. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think they realize like with Giles's reaction and all of that stuff. And especially because like why would he set up a romantic thing? And, no, like, of course. Like, like, and it's like, I mean, but it. But the police would be well within their rights to be like, well, this is some sicko who, like, killed his girlfriend sure. and set up a romantic evening for, like, who knows what with the body. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's it, only Giles' reaction and his cooperation that's, like, helping him right. not be framed for murder because that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, it never really occurred to me before where I was like, oh, there's a much larger mm-hmm. problem here. Like, But I'm just also, like, coming at, you know, just getting older and, like, knowing how tough, tough that stuff is to deal with. Like, it's not just that you're sad about somebody... And then, like, having to do all this logistics is, like, it's just a weird, like, yeah. salt in your wound of, like, well, now I have to keep talking about this or I have to keep dealing with this because no one else can. And, like, as we said before, it's, like, no one else from our family f- appears to be around. Giles appears to have handled all of the funeral arrangements yeah. because the, or whether they had a funeral or whatever, but, like, burial arrangements because the tombstone says Jelly Ca- Jenny Calendar on it, not I did her, notice that didn't name. say Yana. Yeah. I know. So it's, like, he clearly is the one who picked that. Um, but, yeah, that's just, like... Yeah, Angel. None of this to say I... Xander just... I mean, I wanted to throw something at the screen where he gives a little speech about why I always have... I hated Angel long before you did. I'm like, Xander, you're an angel hipster and also... An angel hipster? <laughs> I was knew he was bad before you did. Oh, <laughs> I see. Um... It's just so insulting, though, because really, up until this point, nothing about Angel could have predicted this thing. Without Jenny telling them, by the way, yeah. there is a way to break this curse, Xander, you didn't pick up on some subtle clue that tipped you off that, oh, he actually is really dangerous. Like, you just hated him because you were jealous, and I don't buy at all this, like, holier-than-thou, this is why you guys should have all been listening yeah. to me. I think that's what pisses me off about it the most, is it's like, I'll get, I could get over the jealousy if he were just if he didn't make them all feel bad about how they missed it. It's like, Xander, what is that accomplishing? And also, no, because if you had any leg to stand on, you would have said, but hey guys, 
what about this thing that is like kind of making me suspicious? It's because there wasn't anything because Angel was actually their ally yeah. and he was a good guy. Also, like, you were so suspicious when you got Angel to help you go follow Buffy yeah, when she was fighting the master. Exactly. Like it worked when you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, you knew you could yeah. rely on him or else you wouldn't have ever gone to him. Um, so the one thing that I think is really tragic about this is that obviously Giles loses at this point she's not really his girlfriend, but he loses this woman that he loves and who he claims is the only person he's loved. Yeah. And also that it happens in this tragic way and it's horrible. But I think the worst part about it is none of this is meant for Giles. Like it's all meant for Buffy. Yeah. Because at the it's end, really Angel bad. is not Collateral watching Giles damage. go yeah. discover the body. He's not interested in Giles' reaction. All mm-hmm. he's interested in is watching Buffy get that phone call yeah. and watching her fall apart. Because yeah. the, the entire point is because Miss Calendar, well, he, he got rid of a problem for himself, True. but he also had the added benefit of hurting Giles, which he knew would hurt Buffy. And mm-hmm. it's like this chain reaction is like his goal is like to just come in this really oblique way and like hurt Buffy. Yeah. And it because he's not at all interested. He like Giles is just collateral damage. Like he doesn't care totally. about the emotional yeah. toll toll on Giles. All he wants to see is Buffy's face when she finds out that Miss Calendar is dead. Yeah. And to wonder what that means for Giles. Also, you're reminding me that um this uh earlier in this episode right so like Buffy's still really mad at Ms. Calendar and I think justifiably mm. but she is the one that gives her a speech about like well I know Giles really misses you and he's lonely and don't let me like yeah she essentially gives her the like permission to like I'm still gonna be mad at you but that shouldn't stop you guys from doing what you need to yeah. do because I want Giles to be happy exactly and like that is a really mature response for a 17 year old I think of like it's hard to do that even yeah. as an adult to be like well I hate your guts but you make my friend happy so whatever like yeah um no, it's, I don't know. I just like it's especially have her Buffy come around and realize like, well, I'm causing his unhappiness, and then only to just really now be the cause of his unhappiness. Well, yeah. and the timing of it is always part of the tragedy too. Is like, of course, because yeah, because they're just starting to get over this. Like first there was that Igon thing, and then they were kind of getting close again, and then yeah. they found out that she was secretly watching Angel, yeah. and then now they're just starting to reconcile again, and she gets killed. Ugh. Their timing is just so bad. It really is sad, though. I tear. I shed a little tear. Yeah, I didn't cry this time, um, but then also we get the amazing visual of Giles lighting up the factory. And I think, <laughs> Giles is super badass. He's and I my think favorite he burned badass. it down. Like they don't really confirm, but I, oh, we don't go back there. Like I think that's why they move into the mansion thing because yeah, I guess you're right. I think he burned down the factory. But, but really, the scene of him taking the baseball bat, swinging it through the fire, and, and then hitting yeah. Angel with it is like that is very cool. So this was one of the ones I don't have it with me, but in the anniversary edition of mm-hmm. this was one of the ones that was Joss Whedon's favorites because he says Tony Head with a flaming baseball bat. It's very cool. Yeah, and again, it really does. That is the thing that I love about Giles. I just really like when he, I do like when he goes over the edge and is like, oh, nope, now there's no rules and I'm going to just go full force. And yeah. I, and as we've learned, like, he's not, he's not the tweed clad, you know, shy guy that he maybe appeared to be at first. He really does have this dark side. And when he gets to let it out, it's like pretty intense. Yeah. Um, I also do love that scene for the fact that Spike and Drusilla are just watching. And Spike is just like, <laughs> well, let's just see what happens. Yeah. He enjoys watching Angel get beat Supper. up with a flaming baseball bat. And then Drusilla is kind of ready to jump in. And Spike's like, he didn't tag you in. Yeah, like, don't get it. Because Angel's only going to be pissed at her if she somehow gets Giles before him. But also, like, Spike doesn't want Drusilla going into the flames, really. I think mostly Spike yeah. just wanted Angel to be on his own. Yeah. Um, like, if he happens to get killed this way, so be yeah. it. I don't really care. But Buffy comes and saves him and... I mean, and that scene was also, I think that actually might have been the part where I cried a little bit, was, like, her and Giles in the alley is just tough, because, like, they're both so sad, and it's just so hard to, like, power through those moments, And she you know? feels responsible, but yeah. she also tells him, like, you cannot, I can't lose you as well, like, you have to yeah, help me do yeah. this, and, oh, yeah. You're and make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, I will lighten the mood a little bit and mm-hmm. remind you that they also beat the passion nail on the head a little bit throughout this episode. <laughs> no, too. This is another one where they're going to say passion a hundred times. Passion, passion. Yeah, I get it. It's like, is this Buffy or is this passion? Yeah. <laughs> because... Oh, God, the other... Uh, Willow had some choice outfits in this episode, namely her weird little smiley face backpack. Which, like, could be kind of, It looked like an emoji now, but it, obviously it wasn't. I did like her like, teaching outfit, though. Like, her yeah. cute little... It was... I mean, it was very Willow, but it was like a cute little skirt and sweater. 
Um, we didn't talk about Willow teaching, so... No. And she's adorable about the whole thing. How Miss Calendar asks her to sub in for, like, the morning, mm-hmm. and she doesn't end up getting to do it, but she has, like, five hours of lessons planned. <laughs> five lessons hours planned. of lesson planning down the drain. <laughs> and, um, but then at the end, Principal Snyder apparently asks her to take over the class, mm-hmm. which... Makes no sense other than perhaps they have a staffing problem at this school. I mean, they probably do. And I think he's kind of... It is funny because it's like, yeah, Snyder's a jerk. And where has he been? He hasn't been around a lot lately. But um, I do think he know he, he does actually know what's up, right? Like, he does know that Buffy's involved in saving the world. He just doesn't care enough not to punish her. But, like, he, I'm just saying that he knows that Willow is the smartest and the best qualified for this right. anyway. So it's yeah. like, yeah, does that really jive with, like, his... Attitude, no, but like realistically, he knows that that's what's happening. I do question whether Snyder is aware of Buffy's role per se, or more that he knows that she's helpful, but he's also aware that she's a problem. For I don't. Him. Yeah, I don't think he knows she's the Slayer, but yeah. I do think that he knows she's not just a slack off. Yeah, um, and I think he just likes punishing her. So we get a we also get a scene where so because Angel talks to Buffy's mom and tells her that they had sex. Oh yeah. And Joyce seems a little shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's trying to have this... And, and, I mean, this is where we go, where, like, Buffy keeping these secrets is taking this emotional toll on her entire life. Like, yeah. Joyce is actually having a very good talk with her daughter about this, but she she's also asking the wrong questions because she doesn't understand, yeah. like, the situation. Like, the, the problem is not that Buffy had sex. Yeah. The consequences of that are so much more dire than, like, she really yeah, understands. Yeah. Like, this is not just a boyfriend that's, like, stalking her, which is kind of how Buffy tries to explain it, like... Which is, like, also, it's... I, I don't know if I bought exactly Angel's approach with Joyce on the way in. Because I get... Once he told her, like... Once he told her that they had sex, I was like, okay, now you're trying to, like... You're trying to shake things up. You're trying to get her mad and or hurt her yeah. or whatever. But like the weird kind of like, oh, you have to tell Buffy that I'm still in love with her. I'm just not really sure what he was trying to accomplish with that. Like, because was he trying to play the role of stalker boyfriend? Exactly. Because, but like, like, but I don't know to what sense. end. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really make sense. Because all that does is confirm for Joyce the story that Buffy told her. Yeah. But Angel doesn't know that story. And so what, you're right. What but purpose it's also does like, it serve that he's playing And again, role? if he's trying to get in the house or trying yeah. to... Then he this, should. This is not the. This is not the way to get it. Yeah, yeah. Like you're clearly going to t- to raise alarms in her mom's eyes. But, yeah. But yeah, just kind of going back to your point, and as this is the point that I have, up until we're gonna finally let Joyce in on these secrets, is like it just breaks my heart every time they have one of those conversations because it's like they're both really upset about really justifiable things and they're trying so hard to resolve it, but like without the knowledge of what's actually going on, there's just no way to get to it. Um. But yeah, I mean Joyce as does her usual break my heart thing always yeah. forever um so i had a note in here about cordelia and i don't oh. remember why well can bef- just yeah before we wrap do, up though. this conversation i probably have a lot of things to say about cordelia but um the other thing that really annoyed me about this episode is that or about that scene when they her mom and her were having that were having their conversation is that one of the questions that joyce asks was if they were safe and buffy never answers it i, I think it's that- kind of irrelevant to Buffy, but I think... But to a show yeah. in the 90s, I actually yeah. thought that was kind of irresponsible. I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't... Yeah. Also, we don't know that Angel doesn't have STDs. I guess we never did answer that question. Especially given his life before he was a vampire. I don't know. I just think that she should I mean, have said Buffy yes. does kind of go like, oh, Mom. Like, like how that's like not the issue, but... I took it as a, like, I'm not going to tell you, no, we weren't. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe the show felt like their nod to even that question was a good... Yeah. But I just feel like in the, mm. at this time, people were being more over the top about it, but whatever. Anyway. Uh, Cordelia. All I have is a note that says, oh, Cordelia. And I, cause she <laughs> did, oh, I know. It was just the whole thing about her car. Like oh. how she was like, she changed, she traded cars with her grandmother because she, she, <laughs> she was didn't like, want to be the one with the she car. was like, I actually had to trade cars with my grandmother. And like, she's put out because she's driving her grandma's car, but she <laughs> like her gave her grandma like, a vampire car. Like, it's pretty bad. I also have a quote from her where she said she's just trying to help, but I can't remember now what that was for. It was something with Giles again, where like, she does really care about Giles. Yeah. And it always, it's always touching. Um. Oh my god, the other thing, comedic thing that we did not talk about is the whole scene in the beginning where they're in the library and Jonathan and some girl come in looking for actual library books. I was a little surprised that Giles actually knows where they are. Well, and in the scene right before that, um, he was stamping 
like he was stamping library books yeah. and putting them away. And I was like, yeah. oh, Joe, that's right. You were actually serving as the school librarian as well. And yeah. he did, yeah, he did know where the Well, and Xander's kind of like, why would you come here for books? And just like, it is a library. Mm-hmm. I do always like those little nods. And oh. I think that's kind of the joke of like, students don't want to go to the library. So yeah. it is kind of like a, the least traffic place, but eventually, like every once in a while, they do come in. Um, oh, excuse me. Also... I have to say, so part of when, you, you know, when Jenny is going to get the Orbifesla at the magic shop, uh, that is going to be the same magic shop that Giles eventually purchases. No, see, I thought it was Ethan's that he purchases. Okay, well, we're going to have to keep track. But either yeah. way, he's, he has a nicer setup. Because the layout like is the more in the outside. basement, and I think the other one just had a door coming right in. But, like, the one she went into was, like, subterranean. Like, she had to go down the stairs. Because we got a really good shot of her, like, very 90s shoes that yeah. she was wearing. Maybe, but I always just chalk that up to them, like, redoing the set design, because they're going to be spending more time there. See, I always thought it was the one that Ethan had, but... They refer to it as, like, he buys the magic shop that has repeatedly been destroyed. Well, I'll have to pay attention then, because I'm not actually sure. Well, either way, what Giles does with the place, whether it's this place or a different one, is much better than what this guy has going on. Agreed. His magic shop has no style... It was very busy, actually. I do like that thing where he's, like, speaking in, like, a Romanian accent and trying to, like, sell her, and then he's like, oh, love you're not a tourist yeah. or whatever. And I was like, tourists? Aren't you? Is she, I, well, it's not clear if she's still in Sunnydale or if she's somewhere else, because... Um, I think he meant magic tourist. Oh, I suppose. Like a yeah. commoner or whatever. I mean, who knows? Maybe Sunnydale has a thriving tourist sector on, like, the occult. And they're like, they hear true. weird things. Maybe, yeah. But... I don't know. Well, I think that's all I've got to say about passion. Yeah. Um, it's a. I mean, it's a big episode. It's like, like I said, it's like the big one where you finally get the showcase of like, this is Evil Angel at his peak. This mm-hmm. is what he does. Someone actually dies, and then we move into the next episode, and it's like kind of a blip. Like they it mentioned is. I it. like this episode, but oh, you mean this Jenny's calendar. death yeah. is like kind of a blip. But they're going to come back to it. I think that's just... I mean, they mention it. Like, Joyce mentions it to Giles, but... But I mean, isn't Giles going to bring it up again later? Absolutely. So... Yeah. I think that's just a weird... Yeah, that's just, like, old network TV style of, like, well, this is still somehow slightly separate from everything. Right. Even though they're mentioning it. Yeah. Because hmm. um, Angel's... Well, Angel's in Killed by Death, but... Okay, so we'll go into the yeah. recap. So, um, so right after we have this big, momentous episode of, you know... Angel and killing Miss Calendar, we get the next episode, and Buffy's got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up her friends are like following her in the cemetery because Buffy's got the flu, but she's still out there because Angel's still out there, and and this is kind of the consequences we see of like she's now realizing just how dangerous Angel is, and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to let him kill anyone else. Um, unfortunately, she's got a really nasty flu and ends up fighting Angel, and her friends fight him off. It was good teamwork. It was, yeah. Um, but then Buffy collapses because it's just too much. <laughs> and ends up in the hospital. And we get this story where it reminded me a little bit of... Um, the Little League one? Yeah, the um, Nightmares. Where yeah. it's... So she... And I do sometimes get the little boys confused. Yeah. Because they do kind of look similar. Yeah. Um, but Buffy ends up in the hospital and she's delirious. And, and I'm still unclear if she has a dream or if she's just feverish and the editing is just really weird. Yeah, it was... But she sees this boy walking down the hallway, and then she sees him followed by this monster, essentially. Mm-hmm. But she he kind of looks like a man, so she's kind of not sure that she mm-hmm. saw something until the kids tell her that there's a monster that mm-hmm. comes and, like, kills them at night or mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, Giles and her friends are all a little bit skeptical because, like, they're like, Buffy, you were really out of it. Like, Giles is kind of like, maybe they're talking about the doctor because mm-hmm. they're afraid of him, and mm-hmm. kids, you know, can sometimes, like, call people monsters in a, in a certain way or maybe this doctor's really evil and they've seen his true face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it turns out there's actually a monster that's attacking the kids and it turns out to be something called Derkindus Toad mm-hmm. who is a monster that feeds on the life forces of children and mm-hmm. he's treating the children's ward at the hospital like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm-hmm. But the problem with killing him is he's invisible and only children can see him mm-hmm. unless apparently you're still almost a child and you have a really high fever. <laughs> I thought even the kids had to be fevered. Eh. We can go back to that. 
Yeah, that's unclear. No, maybe they did because in the flashback. So then there's yeah. this other unnecessary sidebar flashback story of Buffy is afraid of hospitals because when she was a kid, her cousin died in a hospital and Buffy was alone with her when she died. Mm-hmm. And we see in flashbacks that her cousin was actually killed by the same monster mm-hmm. and Buffy couldn't see what was happening because the monster is invisible. So maybe mm-hmm. it is like you have to be feverish and near death in order to actually see him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Buffy spikes herself with more fever and <laughs> bites him off. and Feverishly, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I yeah. mean, it's a pretty spare episode, I think. Like, it's just... I mean, Angel shows up in the hospital know. to just threaten the fact that I he's really still there. I hated um, that whole Well, and Xander turns into Mr. Bodyguard. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I really mean, is it's like, I don't mind Angel showing up, but a little bit it doesn't make sense, because, like, they just scare him away so easily. And, like, I get that he... Yeah, like, what is he waiting for exactly. at this point? Like, like he now you've got the Slayer, like, incapacitated. And it is clear that he wants some sort of fight out of her because, like, even when they're sparring at the beginning and he's like, oh, this isn't any fun because you're not at full strength. Like, I get it, but then why even show up to the hospital? Or, like, he's just not very menacing in those scenes, so I don't really, ex- I don't really accept it, and I also really hate that he, like, essentially does get chased away by Xander, but, like, Xander is literally not doing anything. Like, no, yeah. Angel, you could kill Xander in one well, second, so... I suppose Xander's threatening him with, like, he's in a public place. Right, and there's and, lots like, of witnesses, and people yeah. will eventually overpower you, but, like... Well, or, like, exposure. Like, you know, it's still within the vampire's interest to stay below the radar, yeah, so... I suppose. I mean, but it, none of it really makes sense. No. I, I mean... Just, and I just hate watching Xander think that he is being... Like, he he feels so smug about himself when those things happen that yeah. I'm just like, you don't deserve that. Well, at least we have Cordelia feeling. calling him out for I it. I mean, that I was amazing. <laughs> like, she was just like... Oh, it was a euphemism for you looking at her butt. <laughs> yeah, like, she was like, yeah. I see what you're doing. Like, yeah. you're all obsessed with Buffy. And, like, yeah. why am I... Like, she's kind of like, why am I here for this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this monster is gross. I he's, mean, he's really terrifying, he I think. He yeah. has those weird teeth that, like, grow up instead of down mm. and like, he's got a really big underbite yeah <laughs> and then he's got these eyes that like come out and like attach to your forehead and his fingers and, like, were long yeah and he didn't have five of them he was one of the creepier monsters I think in the whole run yeah um but there's really not I mean it's like Buffy kind of takes him out pretty easily she yeah just kind of like, and he's used to preying on children so he maybe doesn't need to be that difficult yeah she but, just breaks his neck um, um I do I kind of forgot what I was just about to say. <laughs> um, but I guess I'm curious about why, not why he's going after children, but like how he must have been, ugh, sorry, Buffy makes a comment about like, oh, I wish Angel had put me in the hospital sooner so that I could have stopped this earlier. But like, he can't be staying at the same hospital forever because then like, again, like I know that Sunnydale, people are making a lot of questionable choices there, but literally if you send your child to the hospital with the flu and they all die, like maybe well, we're not going to go to that hospital anymore. In my... My assumption of this, because it was just not explained very well, is that there's this flu epidemic going around town, and it's children are vulnerable to it. Okay. And that he's taking this as an opportunity to, like, come and, like, feed on the children, because there's a surplus of sick children in the hospital. Sure. Because also, the fact that he somehow killed Buffy's cousin, right. too, I mean, he must be it would have been somewhere around. else. He's traveling sales. Which also, yeah. I mean, that, to me, was the worst part of the episode, is, like, all it does is really explain that Buffy's afraid of hospitals, but you could just say she doesn't like hospitals. You don't have to go into this whole sidebar thing of, like, this monster killed her cousin. Hmm. Like, what purpose does that serve? It's her closure. But, yeah. but she only needs closure because they made that the case that, like, this yeah, monster, like true. it's just, like, this weird, I unnecessary, guess I like... I, I like, I don't mind it. It's also, like, this massive coincidence, like, oh, But I guess, kid, like, if he haunts California hospitals, like, it's not that weird. They're not that also, far he's from, a, they're not that far from where she grew up. He clearly is a Germanic origin well, monster. What, yeah. What's he doing in California? Well, why not? <laughs> There's a lot of people there. Um, and maybe, you know, closer to a hellmouth makes it a little bit easier for him to get by unnoticed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his, his whole plan is a little bit unclear to me, but. Also, here's a question. Mm -hmm. How does Angel know Buffy's in the hospital? Who told him? Don't know. Like, he knew she was not feeling well, but like, did he just think to come check the hospital? Like, he didn't see her get put in the hospital. maybe he was watching them. After the fight? I mean, Angel I doesn't have a cell phone or a TV yeah. or, like, any of this stuff. Like, I just... I mean, maybe I'm thinking too hard about, like, the mechanics mm. of this, but there's a lot. That... What Angel does have is eyeliner and some pretty good contour. <laughs> and also some really, uh, really notable cheekbones. <laughs> there's some, some one scene in this episode, I was like, your cheekbones are just 
granted. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think about anything else. And granted, that is actually David Boreanaz's face, but they definitely were putting makeup on him. And, you know, when he's Angelus, they try and make him look a little paler and, like, yeah, be more beautiful, I guess. <laughs> he's definitely also wearing lipstick, so... Well, it's not that is like, he was wearing, like, foundation over his lips. And no, they but were I really they, pale like, make later. Them, Do you think yeah, they're redder? I don't, know. I don't know. I thought they were kind of redder, but... Um, okay, but also the other thing, too, was so at the very end, like, the kids are on to the fact that something's, like, mm-hmm. hunting them, and they go to the basement to, like, hide from Right. It. Why is there basement access from the children's room? So Buffy, like, gets her fever high enough that she sees the kindest toad in the, mm-hmm. the kid's room, and then he sees her see him. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of, like, tilts his hat to her and then, like, goes through the door. But the door says basement Basement. access. (laughs) And it seems like if you don't want your young charges wandering down to the basement in the middle of the night, why the hell is there basement access in the kids' room? Mm, That, to me, I was like, I understand for plot mechanics this works wonderfully. But, Mm. like, from a hospital, well, this whole hospital, though, I mean, patients are wandering around in the middle of the night. No nurses are around to stop them. Well, the doctors seemed competent. They were really trying. The doctor hard. gets murdered in the middle of the hallway, and no one's around. Well, to that's see true. It. I just mean him and the the lead female <laughs> doctor that was overseeing Buffy all had very nice bedside manners, yeah. and they were trying really hard to save their patients. Yeah. And we find out that, like, you know, at first the old man doctor is the suspect, but then they find out that the reason he's killed is because he was curing all the children and the. Well, so I guess he has a weird rap sheet, that. so they suspect that yeah. he's not really good. But turns out he actually does care about these kids, and he's mm-hmm. trying to cure them. Um, and so he's killed because he's taking away, yeah, they're, like you said, like, they're the source of food for this guy, but. <laughs> also, those kids, like, I get it, but that little boy was, like, so emo and, like, nihilistic. he just given up on everything. He was like, nothing means anything, we're just all gonna die. I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, but it's a little bit dark. <laughs> it's a little dark for you. <laughs> Maybe he was kind of watching and he knew he was probably next. Like, they took yeah, Tina and then they like, were gonna get him. It's true. Yeah. And we have this one scene where Cordelia has to flirt with the security guard, who is uh, Stanford, Stanford from yeah. Sex and the City, um, which is, I mean, that's just Cord- Cordelia making Xander jealous and then telling Xander that he has no leg to stand on to be which jealous. Which is true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's pretty much... Well, the other kind of, the other great Cordelia moments in this, and I'm actually on her side when they all show up to Buffy's room and everybody brought her a gift and quickly was like, nobody told me we were doing gifts. And I was like, to be honest, you don't really know, you haven't really been friends with Buffy for that long, so I can understand. Like, somebody well, should have but Giles' theory off. is that's just something that people do. Like, it is, but like, every, I guess I've not brought people gifts frequently. Granted, it was probably like my grandma and it's like, well, yeah. what am I, I don't know, bring you cards. Giles does bring her a bunch of grapes, which I actually think is a lovely gift. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you're in the hospital and eating hospital food and, like, thirsty and, like, you just that's like... That's true. It's like, oh, that's nice. Um, Buffy also had a pink hospital blanket on her at one point. We used to... I just told this story maybe even to you, like, two days ago, but uh, my dad used to work at a hospital and he would always bring the hospital blankets home. We'd use them in the garage as, like, covering. Like, we'd use them as, like, tarps, essentially. Oh, okay. Like, they're not very nice blankets, but... I recognized that pink blanket that she had. We used to have a lot of those. And we used them, like, for the dogs. <laughs> this was for Cootie and Priceless. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, my last comment is that really at this point, Joyce should be suspicious of Giles. Like, why is he visiting her daughter's Why is the librarian hanging around the hospital? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know that she thinks that they care a lot, but, like, at a certain point... It just doesn't make sense without her involvement. I think on some level this only works if you think, like, Joyce is just so grateful that Buffy has someone Mentor, from her school yeah. that doesn't think she's a delinquent. True. And, like, Giles clearly doesn't, so she's mm-hmm. just grateful. But it is weird. Like, as a parent, you're like, Should be you're the librarian. Like, kind of he's not even yeah. her teacher. It's a librarian. Like, why, why are you here in her hospital room with all the other kids? You always yeah. need to show up. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, we only have a few more episodes to go till we get rid of get all rid of that nonsense, part. but yeah. yeah. Um, I also do want to point out there was one scene in this episode, call back to the 90s, Xander's drinking Surge. <laughs> I totally forgot about Surge. I don't Quality think they were supposed placement. to like do a product placement because he was like covering the label, but it was very <laughs> clearly Surge. I thought that was funny. Hmm. Also, how do you get rid of an invisible demon body? 
They don't think they're going to. Because he didn't turn invisible. They're gonna drive the janitors him. crazy when there's a bad stench and they They'll can't find him. They'll trip over him though. I mean, like he has physical form. He just can't true. see him. So I guess they get. I don't funny. think that they're gonna do anything. It didn't seem like they were gonna clean it up. That's the one thing about this show. Like the vampires turn into dust, but the vampires always kind or the demons always leave a trace, and they never really cover clean up. They they do sometimes. There's definitely a handful of episodes where they're burying demon bodies. And maybe they just threw them in the incinerator or something. I think this particular one they didn't worry about because, like, Buffy still had the flu and they needed to, like, get her home to rest. I suppose, or it's just not part of the story that we need to see, Mm -hmm. but I always wonder about, like... There's definitely more than one episode where they bury bodies. Um, Yeah. Or the end, Buffy makes remarks about, like, ugh, this is why I prefer vampires because there's no cleanup. Um, so I have one more point to make, and then I don't want to have too much more to say about this, okay. but I just want to know, where's Oz? Where is Oz? Like, he hasn't been in the last few episodes. I just can't afford to pay him every episode, Ellie. I guess so, but there was, like, a really big event that just happened to this it's group. It's true. Like, Jenny just died. Yeah. Like, you think they Willow might want some Jenny comfort? They couldn't pay for Jenny and Oz in one episode. Doesn't Willow want some comfort? Like, Probably. where's Oz? Like, maybe he's off dealing with becoming a werewolf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he wasn't in these two and he wasn't in, um, or was he in, no. Bewitched? Was, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he was. was. That's right. One? He was. That wasn't the last one we watched though. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered? Was it? Was it? I get confused on, either way. Yeah, I think it I was. I think it was. Phases and then bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. You're right. He was in it. He was cause he, he punched Xander mm-hmm. and discovered Buffy rat, but mm-hmm. Okay. But still, it's weird that he's not... I mean, I know he'll be in a few next ones, but... Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, okay. So, that's Killed by Death. It's it's a fun one. I like it, yeah. but yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do really with the overarching plot, which I feel like at this point in the season is frustrating. Like, we still have one more episode yeah. where that it's totally random. Mm-hmm. Like, so the next one we've got is I Only Have Eyes For You, which is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Same. And it's great. But it's also very angel-heavy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, then we have Go Fish. I like that. I think I like that one even more, though. Even though I don't like Xander. It's, an, Xander it's an odd duck episode. Like, it doesn't really fit. It's like one of those where you're like, oh, yeah, that episode. But it has nothing to do with, like, you know, the plot or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just um, like it because that guy is in it. But I think at this point, because everything's ramping up towards the finale, like, these little... They do feel like, like distractions. They do. They feel, yeah. like, unnecessary and frustrating because it's like you just want to get the story going and then it's like... Monster hunting mm-hmm. children, and, yeah, or demon fish, yeah. So, but I like the demon fish. Yeah. So that'll be next time we'll have killed by death. No, not no, killed not killed by, by fish. Death. Just kidding. Killed. Well, sort of. <laughs> Go fish. <laughs> Go fish. And I only have eyes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to? No. Yeah. But it was rough, and then it was less rough. It was rough to stay awake. No, it was rough to watch Passion. I was awake for that whole one. Yeah. Being sad. It is rough. I mean, like I said, I didn't really cry this time, but I definitely have cried in the past. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also like I just know what's coming. I don't, I don't think I cry when he like kills her. It's more so all the, the, stuff the lingering after, after effects. Of, watching like, them answer uh, the phone. Yeah. And watching Allison Hannigan cries, which is always oh, terrible. Cries. Um, I mean, it is it is a big deal. I mean... Yeah. I mean, Jenny was never a major character. I think she was only in a handful of episodes, really. Um, but she was important to Giles, and, you know, Giles yeah, deserves only, love, yeah. too. He does. The only other thing that I didn't say before is that there was, whenever the, the scene where Buffy and Jenny were talking, um, Buffy was kind of, like, giving her her blessing, was the one-on-one, it really was clear that, like, these two women are not far apart in age. No. And I was just like, what is happening Buffy, you're looking too old, and Jenny, you're looking too young now that you're just standing side by side and there's no one else around you. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. Do you have any pop culture recommendations this week? No. I, I tried to prepare, but I I started a book, but then I didn't finish it because I was... Um, last week, I just... I finally finished my uh, D&D arc podcast, but I was spending a lot of time listen, catching up on it and then listening to the last ones, so I just, like, that was, I spent all of my time commuting and walking doing that, and I just didn't get to anything else. Yeah. I did finally get to listen to an episode of My Brother, My Brother, That's and true, me. yeah. <laughs> you heard part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, like, all I would really say is, 
So last time I talked about Fangirl, Mm -hmm. like that book, and that the book has a component of fan fiction in it because the book is about a fan fiction writer. Mm -hmm. And the author who wrote that book also (laughs) wrote an entire book on the fan of the fan fan fiction. fiction. And I read that, and I would recommend that as well. So it's called Carry On. So Mm -hmm. I would is a a follow up to last last Mm -hmm. week. So I would say read Fangirl, and then definitely read Carry On because. It was, I'll have it to was read it entertaining, yeah. I think. It's basically Harry Potter for fan fiction, mm-hmm. but it's, it was very good. I mean, there's enough differences that you, you get. I mean, it's two main characters. One's a wizard, one's a vampire wizard. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah I've kind of forgotten yeah. the premise. But. Yeah. And it's basically what would happen if Harry and Draco fell in love. That was one of the most popular fan fictions. Yeah. Or, like, you know, branches of it. I don't think I ever really knew too much about the Harry Potter fan fiction. I only know about it in retrospect because a lot of people I work with I mean, it were involved in that world. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, why else is Harry so obsessed? And why and is Draco so, so yeah, obsessed? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so well, next time. We'll, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. No, we will not. We'll, we'll not see talk you. talk to you then. <laughs> I won't even see you then. Oh, that's true. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. oh, but this week I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be Team Giles. Oh, yeah, so sad. I know. I feel like I am too, just because like Team Giles with a baseball bat. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Okay, I'm yeah. into that. I guess Team Ripper then. That's Ripper coming yeah. out to play. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. okay. All I'll right. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Once more with commentary is produced by me, Allie, and me, Ginny. Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder, and our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at oncemorewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have, and find us on Twitter and Instagram at omwcpodcast. You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com.